The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. I don't think there's a player on this entire <laughs> list, 91 players, that nobody just has a clue on. Um, you know, he's not even a rookie this year, and that's Kalia Davis, defensive tackle who got literally a red shirt year last year because he got hurt during the NFL prep combine performance, you know, towards ACL. So the Niners drafted him in the sixth round last year. We'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that. A lot of people had a third to fourth round grade on him as an interior defensive lineman. So he sat all year last year. Comes out. They activate the 21-day practice rep window heading into the playoffs last year. Gets out there. Goes through some practices. And they decided we're going to shut him down, which was all pre-planned. They they never were going to activate a player for the playoff run when most of the defensive tackles came back. It just didn't make sense. Now, comes out this year at training camp, got a hamstring issue, you know, really hasn't even had that many days, if I think two days, full pads, just haven't seen much of him. And in those two days, he was in the back of the rotation. So he missed a lot of training camp this year, which he really, really needed. So we've got Kulia Davis coming in at number 43. You know, last year we had him 66 because we knew he wasn't playing last year, but we knew where they were going to hold on to him, put him on the NFI list, kept him all year. I don't know what the hell they're going to do <laughs> this year because there's no way he's shown enough to make this roster yet. He's got to do something in the next few weeks. Now, do have to give credit to Josh, the 49ers guru. Heck of a job um, just you know, digging up all the research on this kid. So let's figure out who Kalia Davis is. Where's jersey number 93, which you got to love? You know, we've had stud 93 linemen in the recent future. And so comes in 6'2", 310, short, stout. The Niners have two separate types of defensive tackles they like. They like the giant, big-bodied guys, whether it's Kinlaw, Armstead, Ridgeway, you know, that type of mold. And then there's the small, undersized, quick shooter-type guy. Um, that's Kalia Davis, Javon Hargrave, um, even, you know, who Kevin Givens, you know, Maurice Hurst. You can go on and on. Like, they have types. They want either type A or type B, and they serve different roles. So if we look at Clea Davis, we don't have a lot of measurables. 33 and 5 eighths inch arms. He's 24 years old because he tore his ACL. So he didn't do a 40, 10, 3 cone vert, broad jump, any of that stuff. But 30 bench press reps, this dude's got some strength. There's no doubt about it. Now he went to high school, um, West Florida Tech, the Jaguars. Went to college at Central Florida. Graduated with a criminal justice degree, which is awesome. And you kind of look at... You know, what he did at his time at UCF, it was hilarious because he was recruited as a linebacker, a stand-up linebacker, and he played his first two years at UCF as a linebacker. And you could see him, and he'd tuck his shirt, you know, his jersey underneath his shoulder pads, and he'd have a little bit of John Chapman belly hanging out, given the athleticism that he brings and I bring are totally two different caliber things. But it's just funny, you see this guy that's close to three bills playing 
stand-up linebacker is very rare. Um, finally transitions to linebacker to defensive line the last three years and put up some great numbers. Earned um, ACC, I'm sorry, AAC All Academic Team honors. Um, absolute freak athlete, explosive. I mean, and you get why they put him at linebacker because you've got this elite size, speed, burst, passion. It just they were playing him out of position for too long. So it's very easy to get excited about him because if he can just come in and be a situational interior pass rusher, the Niners won. <laughs> you got this dude in the sixth round last year. You picked him pick 42 in the sixth round. Late, 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 late comp pick. Again, the way the Niners see these, these are free dart throws, free roll of the dice. So they didn't have a hard time just sitting him last year. But we'll see. You know, I my, I had very high expectations of him heading into camp. I don't know what this is going to look like this year for him. I'm just going to be really, really honest. I'm not sure he's going to make the 53-man roster because it just he has not been able to prove one that he can stay healthy. Two, what he can do on the field. We we really don't know. He did not get very many team reps in full pads yet. Maybe the preseason will be his time to shine, but he's got to come back. That hamstring injury just could not have come for a worse time, uh, kind of where he's at. Now, he, he's a fun player, 25, you know, game started uh, at, at the interior position. And if you look at his last games in 2021, drafted in 2022, right? But that was like one of those weird COVID years. He only got five games in. So 235 snaps, and this is kind of the way of things go because it's just all weird. He had an 82.3 overall grade, 85.1 run grade, 39.8 tackling. That's the red flag that you're like, okay, this has to fix if you want to play. 65.9 pass rush, 64 coverage. And so you look at him and you're like, man, this is a pass rusher on the inside, but I don't. the numbers don't scream that. The film says he could be. But he's much more of that penetrating three technique disruptor than he is like an elite pass rusher, you know, DeForest Buckner type guy. That's not really what he is. He is a disruption type player that doesn't really get a lot of tackles. The missed tackles are huge, but just messes stuff up. He's just he's just a wrecker. <laughs> if that makes sense. So my initial projections were this dude was going to be a lock this year as kind of that number five two number six defensive tackle because the Niners have taken two roads to their defensive line active roster. They either have six defensive ends and five interior guys or six interior guys and five defensive ends. And that is paramount for Kalia Davis to get an opportunity to make this 53-man roster. They got to keep six. If they don't keep six, then I, I'm not quite sure that the Niners will be hanging on to Kalia Davis. They'll try to bring him back to the practice squad. They like him, but we just haven't seen it. And I'm really, really hoping that that opportunity is going to come soon because the, you saw the potential. You saw it. This dude would have been a third to fourth round pick, just that ACL, and now you got the hamstring, which is nowhere near the ACL. But this was his tryout time to prove he belonged we just haven't seen it yet. So uh, hoping he gets healthy soon. Hoping he gets out there soon. Excited to see what he can do. Let's go Kalia Davis because, man, if he can bring what we see, whew, yeah, that's, that's exciting stuff. So we'll see. All right, Kalia Davis, get healthy, get out there, dominate. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down. Football season may be over, 
but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We have a gold helmet player coming in at number 42 on our roster countdown, rookie Braden Willis. Now, I, I don't know how to be... Let me just be honest. I'm a Longhorn. <laughs> Brandon Willis graduated Oklahoma University, OU. Uh, can't stand that university. But for some reason, I could not be more enamored with this kid, this player, Brandon Willis. I, I, he's incredible. He's awesome. And, you know, I've been to every training camp practice, and the dude just shines. He shines. Uh, whether it's blocking drills, team drills, seven on seven, it doesn't matter. He's that damn good. Uh, I really just, I could not be a bigger fan of his. Um, so he comes in number 42 on our list. I want him higher. I, I really, really do. Because I had him ranked well above Cameron Lawtu just in my tight end rankings, you know, coming out of the draft. Niners obviously like Lawtu enough to take him four rounds earlier. But so far through camp and a lot of things, and we'll get to why both of those players were drafted where they were, and it makes sense. Um, but shout out to Josh, 40 Irons Guru, did a heck of a job on today's show. Where's jersey number nine? Uh, looks looks clean, looks fresh on the backside, which I like. It's a new thing for the NFL. 6'4", 240. 33-inch arms. He's 23 years old. Um, didn't do the 40-yard dash or 10-yard dash, but he's not a speedster. Whatever it was going to be, it wasn't going to be good. Uh, <laughs> let's just be honest. 7.3, three-cone. He is not your athletic traits player that's just not who he is he, he's much closer to a fullback's athletic potential um you know if, if we're just looking at how do we say this if we're just looking at tight ends here are some of his comps cole hicatini you remember him 95 percent measurable but again no speed is included in this cameron Lawtu, 91 percent Lawtu's much more athletic uh and trey mcbride um who i really like 89 percent so it gets difficult to kind of look at these different players that he kind of fits. He just doesn't really fit. Um, th there's not a lot of players in the NFL that match Braden Willis, and that's why he didn't go till late in the seventh. However, 
you start diving into who this kid is and what he has accomplished, man, it, it's hard not to like, again, gold helmet status. These are the, the demarcation that the 49ers give players that fit exactly what they want to do on and off the field, the community, leadership, all that stuff. He, he fits it. He, he just he, he doesn't have the elite traits. Everything else, mm, freaking awesome. He played at Martin High School in Arlington, um, which they were in the division I used to coach against all the time. Great program. Uh, they've had a lot of elite talent go through there. Um, incredible program. So he goes to OU, majors in economics, which is awesome, was a three-star recruit, and just did a bunch. I, I mean, you look at what... He chose Oklahoma over Arizona, Houston, Wake Forest, and many other schools. But you could just, like, Wake Forest in there. Like, this dude's academics, they're awesome. Um, you, you know, he garnered second team, all Big 12 honors. You know, he received in 2022 the coveted Don Key Award, which is presented to the one player with excellence on and off the field. He was there for five years, which is a little interesting with the new COVID exemption rules, all that stuff. Um, was a part of two college football playoff squads, uh, you know, won the 2020 Cotton Bowl, 2021 Alamo Bowl, 2022 Cheez-It Bowl, did a lot. Uh, three Big 12 championships. Man, that breaks my heart to say that. Um, he just was a part of a lot of different things. Now, he earned the nickname Weight Room Willie in college for his work ethic, strength in the weight room, and, and that's just kind of, you see it. I mean, he's, again, another one of those guys this is the new thing where they tuck up their jersey under their shoulder pads. One, because it's cooler, but they want to show out the midsection, man. And you see them, and it's just like, okay, this dude spent time in the weight room. That's just what it is. But it wasn't just the weight room. He's got a personality and a hat. This dude was the leader, the driving force of that Oklahoma team for the past two years because when Lincoln Riley left and stole a lot of the top-tier athletes – Braden Willis was one of the guys that stepped up in that locker room, and you cannot find – I know some of his high school coaches. I know some of his college coaches that have worked with him, and every single one I talk to him says "There's you'll never find anybody say anything negative about him because he's just that good of a person. Um, now, while he was at the University of Oklahoma, he hosted a co uh, podcast. So you can go check that out with a fellow teammate, tight end Jeremiah Hall. Um, they named their show The Podcast on the Prairie, which is out there. You can go listen to it, and you kind of get a a good sense of his personality. They just talk Sooner sports and kind of go off and talk all kinds of different things. But it, it's mostly around sports, but it's a great show. Um, they take The 49ers take him in the seventh round, pick 30. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's almost undrafted. Nobody wanted him. But whenever they drafted him, um, here's the quote from Lynch quote. We had him ranked really high. Uh, so when he was still around, it made a lot of sense. Um, skipping a little part of the, he goes on some word salad. Uh, he's got a lot of versatility to his game. Check. He's a guy who kind of embodies what we like in terms of, um, you know, after the ball is in his hands, he's tough. He's a contested catch guy. This is me talking now. He doesn't get separation on routes. That's the difference between him and law Two. law Two gets separation on routes every time. This is a guy that's a fullback, tight end, kind of jet sweep tight end guy that you just put the ball in his hands and let him do his thing. They ran screens to him consistently. Uh, back to John Lentz's quote. Uh, quote, he could do some special things, play some tight end, play some fullback, nice tool to move around, made a lot of big plays for Oklahoma, former quarterback, real smart, cerebral kid. 
You could put a lot on him. So when he was still there, it just made sense for us, end quote. And, it, it, you know, the Niners, they've done this several times where they double dip on positions in the draft. You know, they took Cameron Latu in the end of the third round of that comp pick, and then they take him in the seventh round. It reminds me a lot of Elijah Mitchell being picked after Trey Sermon or Diamador Lenore being picked after Ambry Thomas. And again, you know, Trey Sermon picked with one of those comp picks. Ambry Thomas picked with one of those comp picks. Uh, you, you look at Cameron Latu picked with one of those comp picks. And, and that's not an indictment on Latu, but the Niners had a position that they needed to improve in, tight end. It was one of my top positions for them. And they went out and got two guys. They went after one guy. Cameron Latu for what he could become, and they went after one guy, Braden Willis, for what he is and what he already does. And whenever he was drafted, he said, this is from Braden Willis, quote, 31 teams are going to pay, end quote. And I love it. I mean, touchdown machine. Listen to these stats. 75 career receptions, just under 1,000 yards, 998 yards, 13.3 yards per catch, 13 touchdowns. Missed six games in five years in college incredible he played 809 snaps last year um listen to these pff grades 71.7 overall grade 63.7 pass 62.2 run 80.3 run blocking this is a shanahan guy 81.2 pass blocking and it shows like he's a ferocious blocker but man he posterizes people like he is violent so this culture or attitude that the Niners offense have with guys like Kittle, Juwan Jennings, Debo, Jordan Mason, you know, these Trent Williams, Spencer Burford, these just hard ass bully mentalities. Yeah. Braden Willis is that. Um, and again, you, you see him in training camp. He flashed more than any, any tight end, not named George Kittle. And it's not close. It's not close. Like, it's George Kittle, if I'm making the depth chart for week one, and not even long term, I don't I don't even care. Week one, it's Kittle, Braden Willis, probably Charlie Warner, Troy Fumagalli, Dwelly, Large Gap, and then Cameron Latu, who I think has had the worst camp of any player, not even tight end, not offense, of the 49ers. Um, I, I, I don't think that he has played well. So, I don't know. It's going to be curious because... I do not think that the 49ers are going to cut a third-round rookie in Cameron Latu. I, I don't even think that's on the possibility. So do you keep two rookies? Do you cut both Warner, or Warner Fumagalli, and Dwelly and see who comes back and activate them early over these young pups? You know, the tight end positions, I think, in my opinion, the most difficult position to transition from college to the NFL, and especially in Shanahan's scheme. So there, there's an uphill thing there, but... Again, I keep going. I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, you watch all of this tape, and I write up all these reports. I think we did, like, 300-plus draft profiles this year. But then I go to camp, and I see the kid belongs. Number nine's making circus catches on the sidelines. Doesn't drop passes. Doesn't miss blocks. And just is so consistent already. Now, the question would be, has he already kind of tapped out? Is he already at his kind of potential? Because the limited athletic profile would say not a lot of room to increase. He's a lower ceiling type player. That's why he went late in the seventh. But I'm telling you right now, I don't give a damn about any of that. This kid, Braden Willis, he's not going anywhere. He's a hell of a player, even though he went to OU. <laughs> um, I, he's my tight end, too. Um, until somebody proves me otherwise. Do I think that he'll be the tight end two for week one? Probably not. Uh, 
But if I was making that depth chart off of what I've seen, this kid is for real. He's 42 on our list. I want him higher. If there was, you know, we ranked, we had five executive producers rank all 91 players. Who would have the biggest impact this year in 2023 only? I think 42 is too low. Um, I, I think probably 36, 35 is where he should be. But again, top 53, you're going to make the roster, right? This dude, I just do not see how, with the way he has played, that he does not make the initial 53-man roster. I, it makes no sense to me. I've seen weirder things in the past, but Braden Willis is the real deal, and he's going to be a fan, fra- fan favorite as soon as everybody sees him in that nine jersey and just see him go ball, ball out, do the dirty work, and just be so consistently positive play in and play out so Braden willis do your thing man you got a fan right here even though uh hook them <laughs> i got in that but for us we'll just keep count them down coming in at number 41 on the roster countdown second year running back ty davis price tdp tdp came in number 27 last year expectations were through the roof you got to remember Elijah Mitchell, uh, there was no CMC. Jordan Mason was an undrafted free agent. TDP was expected to be the guy. Didn't work that way. Um, Had a rough year. Injury. Jordan Mason passed him on the depth chart. You trade for CMC. And so the fall from 27 to 41 was justified on a lot of fronts. Now, however, before we jump into everything that TDP is and what he brings, it is so important to note. It's easy to compare him to Trey Mason because they both were third-round running backs that didn't have a great rookie year. Understand this. Ty Davis Price is head and shoulders better than Trey Sermon was or is. They're not fair to compare just because of that one piece of information being drafted in the third round. TDP will be a part of this team for a long time and will have his day. Now, the problem is you went and added the best running back in football, (laughs) and that's now ahead of you. So we'll get into some of those things. Have to give a shout-out to Josh, the 49ers guru. Um, Great work um, looking through all these things. So we know TDP wears jersey number 32, a little bit of an old-school look, and he's a bigger back, 6'1", 220. The quote was, he's a big back with little back feet. Whenever they drafted him, that was Adam Peters. Now, you look at his arm length, 30-inch arms, 22 years old, ran a 4.48, which is great at that speed. 4.4 for a running back is elite, period. You add that to the size, he's just got to get going. That's kind of the thing. Once he gets going, it's dangerous. It's just hard to get him to that point. 1.53, 10-yard, good. 7.25, three-cone, not the shiftiest guy. 18 reps on the bench press. Now, whenever I looked at the measurables, there's not a lot of guys like him in the NFL. Let's just be very honest. Isaiah Pacheco was the closest, a 90% match. Lamar Miller, 85 to Shard Choice, 84%. Keyshawn Vaughn, 84%. But the quarterback, you know, I, I've moved positions and put the quarterback on there, guess what? C.J. Beathard, <laughs> that's as close, one of the closest athletic comps for him. He's a big dude, um, and he's got good speed. He really, really does. So he's going into his second season. He is Baton Rouge as Baton Rouge gets. Went to Southern LAB High School, Southern Lab High School in Baton Rouge. Went and played at LSU, stayed close to home. I'm sure it must have been difficult initially to go from Baton Rouge, Southern Louisiana, all the way out to you know Santa Clara, but... 
you go through what he kind of did in high school. This dude ran track despite being 230 pounds in high school. Big body, speed, 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 speed. He was a relay <laughs> runner at 230 pounds. He was a finalist for the Warwick Dunn Award, which goes to the top high school player in Baton Rouge area. He had 2,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, had almost 14 yards per rush. Was considered one of the top running backs in the country for the 2019 class. He chose LSU. Why? Stay close to home. Um, he is a family man. Uh, his daughter, Brooklyn, gives him all the motivation he needs, he has said repeatedly. And he kind of fit the mold of running backs that had an insane game. You go back to Ty Davis Price, you can go all the way. And I hate saying these names. I, I really, really do. You can even go back. I'm not even going to say his name. The first running back that Kyle Shanahan pounded the table for, who never really played for the 49ers, this explosive game. He had 287 yards and three touchdowns against Florida in 2021. He has the tools to be productive. He fits everything. And, you know, I remember we were hosting the draft party in Las Vegas. We were on live when they draft. People were upset. People didn't like this pick. Um, the whole idea of spending draft capital on running back, they didn't like it. Well, he comes out, he hurts his ankle early in the season, fell on the depth chart, CMC trade, Jordan Mason explodes, you know, Elijah Mitchell's on, off, on, off, on, off. It's it's not great. Um, he had his NFL debut in week two last year against the Seahawks where everybody got hurt, right? Because we lost Trey Lance. The very next play, Elijah Mitchell gets hurt. So you got to go with somebody. He has 14 carries for 33 yards. Now, if we look at just his stats for the year, 33 attempts, 99 yards, exactly three yards per rush. Not great. Two uh, targets, nothing good. Missed three games total with an ankle injury. It's what it is. Um, you know, played in six games, 70 snaps, 53.6 overall grade, 49.3 pass, 56.1 run, and didn't get a lot of special team snaps, only 23. So the thing that I have to go back to that I'm just like, okay, what's good about what we saw? Seven missed tackles forced on 33 rush attempts. Pretty damn good. Not bad at all. Small sample size. But I can say he's probably one of my favorite players this training camp. I, I really thought that he took a lot of huge strides. We had to see an increase in the receiving option that he brings. Had to. And I think that he got that. He improved big time this offseason, which I like to see. My biggest flaw with him is he likes to cut back way too often instead of sticking with the game plan. So if it's an outside zone toss, uh, which is kind of you know what Sh Shanahan does, as soon as he catches that ball, he bounces it back every time, which every now and then is okay, but you can't be so quick to stop a play from developing. Um, and so that's one of the things he's going to have to work on. He did get better through camp. You saw that the coaches were coaching him up on that. Dude, you got to press outside, got to press outside, got to press outside. So we'll see. Uh, what is next for this guy? I think he's running back four, and there's a spot on this roster for that. I don't think anybody's even close to pressing uh, for to take that away. I, I think he's closer to running back two than he is not making this roster. CMC, lock-loaded, best running back in the NFL. Then number two, they won Elijah Mitchell there. He just can't stay healthy. Number three, Jordan Mason. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever pass Jordan Mason for his career, especially with Jordan Mason taking strides in the receiving game even more so than TDP. And then you got TDP. Uh, LeBorn, I don't see as a threat there. Not yet. Um, it's what it's going to be. And so they're going to roll into the NFL, uh, you know, week one, the 53-man roster with these guys. 
and they're just going to have a stable because we cannot stay healthy. And all these young guys, you know, being a late third round pick, his salary is really not too bad at all. So TDP has a bright future. He's going to have to wait for those opportunities, but he belongs on this team and the 49ers are better with him. I think there is literally less than a 3% chance that he gets cut. I think he's on this roster. He's just too damn good. And Shanahan has proven he, he wants running backs because they always get banged up. And so he wants more, not fewer. And the fact that he has elevated his game this year, TDP is going to be here. And there will be a few games where he'll be a fantasy darling. When those will be, we'll see. But TDP's got a lot to prove this second year, and I'm excited uh, in his corner. Great dude, great family man, great teammate, and just runs so stinking hard. So TDP, go get him this year. And for us, we'll just keep counting him down.